0: Hello, everybody. I'm wearing sunglasses because hay fever is a thing. Um, anyway, so I'm Dan. Uh, thanks for the introduction. That was awesome. Uh, and I am the Aspie World. Well, the Aspie World is a brand name. So this is my brand name. And I'm going to talk to you about uh, what I do and why I, um, I believe autism can be used as a superpower, which is pretty cool. And I've been testing this theory out now for about three years, which is super People awesome, I'm super pumped. But uh, that's a picture of me there in San Francisco. Favorite place in the world, awesome. Right, so I'm gonna be speedy on this because we've got like, I've got like half an hour or something and that includes getting off the stage and people like throwing rubbish at me. So I'm gonna be as quick as I can. And also, if anyone else asks me questions, I'm gonna try and take some questions at the end as well because a lot of people always ask me questions, but if you haven't got any questions, don't worry about it. I also have ADHD, so try and keep up, much love. Okay, cool, so the Aspie world. What is the Aspie world? Um, I run a YouTube channel which is basically a, um, it's, it's like, I make videos, I make fun videos on my condition, because I always see like, autism was seen as like a negative light. So when I was on YouTube, and I was diagnosed, I was like, I wanna learn about Asperger's syndrome on YouTube. was it was all depressing, you know, the people out, it's like, Ugh i want to die. It's like, oh no. So I was like, God, I wanna do something fun. So I decided to make um, fun videos uh, on YouTube, but we're talking about serious topics to try and educate people in the field, working with professionals, to help them out because they you know it might be kind of helpful and I like helping people out, yada yada. Anyway, so my YouTube channel currently has won two awards. It won one award for the YouTube Next Step Award, where they took all the YouTube channels in the whole of the UK between 10,000 and 100,000 subscribers and said, which are the best 12 that are gonna be the best channels ever? My channel account out number one, how cool is that? So I got, I won that, that was quite nice. And then I also, <laughs> thank you very big. And I also, um, I also won a, uh, an award for um, uh, number nine out of 40 best autism blogs on the internet, which is pretty cool. So I'm kind of pleased with that. Obviously the national autistic site number one, obviously. So um, yeah, maybe I can beat them one day. No, I'm not joking. I'm joking. I work with them. Okay, so um, <laughs> currently my channel's got uh, forty-one thousand subscribers here, which is a lot of people actually, and I, and I really, I really enjoy uh, communicating with the people on there. I reply to every single comment. This takes up most of my time. I reply to everybody, so nobody's left out. I like and I heart every single comment, so everyone's, everyone's kind of feel inclusive. Um, and I'll talk a bit about why I chose YouTube to use as a platform for advocacy or helping people out with autism spectrum conditions uh, in, a sh- in a short while. Um, the idea of the channel is that, um, it will, first of all, it was to give people information about Autism and Asperger's from my point of view, so people can get insight and information on it. But the secondary is now using it for a force of change. And I'll talk about that again in, in a few slides uh, from now. Um, and something else you might not know about me, but I'm an international best-selling author. Yes, I am. No, and I can't, I have got dyslexia, right? And this is another thing. This is why autism is a superpower. I can't read or write for buggery, right? But I wrote a book. I managed to get a book. Best oh, bestseller in the US and the UK. But the interesting thing about it, I worked as a ghostwriter. So I didn't, I dictated dictate it, but I still did it. It just proves that nothing is impossible. It's just improbable, the fact that you may think, oh, okay, that's not the right way of doing it for me. So I'll try a different way. So that's what I did. Okay, moving swiftly on. Where's the clicker? Is it going to work? Is it going to work? Let's do it. Hey uh, YouTube okay let's talk about YouTube so YouTube the reason I wanted to do advocacy on YouTube there's many different social media platforms like Facebook Instagram I mean there's thousands of them I'm on every single one because I'm a bit of a nerd but I thought YouTube is probably the best one because YouTube has one billion three hundred million active users now that is a lot of people on one platform so you've got to think the outreach on there is probably bigger than any other TV network you can get onto and it's probably the biggest social network I think next to Facebook, for user interactivity, for visual content, YouTube is the number one all across the world. Amazing, that's why I use YouTube. The next is that it's open access, freedom of speech. YouTube don't cap what I say, so I can say that, you know, um, Asperger's is awesome, Asperger's is rubbish, and nobody will judge you for it other than the people watching the content. YouTube say, okay, look, you're free to say whatever you want, and I love that, because it's creativity, down to the fact that you can be you without getting judged by anybody putting it on the platform the only people judge you is your fan base so you know you got to pick them well um (laughs) so that was that's what i like about the freedom of speech um above all else it's creative i'm a massive massive passionate person about creativity i love creating stuff and i'll get onto all the stuff i create in a minute but making videos is a passion of mine i love it i love everything about making videos hacking the youtube algorithms all that rubbish and youtube allows you to be creative and they promote it and they actually um, they wine you and dine you when you become quite big in YouTube and like they've taken me down to London and we did loads of training down there I'm going to meet them in Los Angeles next week and all this kind of stuff and it's really really fun and they, they boost it because they love creativity and that wrong really true I me. and I was like yeah creativity because creativity I believe to me is, is like the biggest thing so if you've got an autism spectrum disorder you're really creative you've got to push that creativity because it's the only thing that will make you really really happy in life that's awesome right I'm just checking my time make sure I'm not kind of like going over right YouTube second one is building a community so YouTube, again, 1 billion, 300 billion active users, wow, it's a big place. So if you want to build a community of people of like-minded uh, intellect and you want to build something for uh, make a difference, then YouTube is the place to do it. Because what I do is, I answer every single comment, make people feel important and special because they are, because without them, like, my channel is my fan base, which is very interesting. And so what we do is we have a Facebook group where we just discuss, talk and support ideas Excuse me, on, um, well, relative topics, like somebody saying, oh, you know, my kid uh, coming up from school and he's throwing up and I don't know what to do and he's got ASD. And we say, oh, I can we do some this? He's having an upload, blah, blah, blah. And it's cool because the community helped each other. And that was the second kind of goal on my channel. Right. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, this is the most important one, I When I first did YouTube, like, people are going to be like, if they go on my YouTube channel, I've got maybe about 300 videos on there, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's 300 videos. I'm not all of them good, though. Okay, there's about 300 really crap videos and like maybe one good video I'll 300 more videos. No, but my first ever video uh, was really bad. I, I recorded it on an iPad. I was like sitting, I was like, I'll make a video because this guy wants me to kill myself. So I made this video, I put the iPad down, I did this video and I was terrible. I had no uh, the presence of the camera. I had no kind of like personality on the camera. I didn't know what I was doing, but I made the video. But what it did, and this is interesting, this is why I chose YouTube is because it built confidence. And confidence is everything. If you've got no confidence, you'll you, you fail everything, because you, you need to be confident in it. And I was always being like this person who was, I'm on the fence, I want to do all stump stuff, I was really confident, and it was like, ah. So with YouTube, I thought, oh, I'll just do it and put it out. And I forgot about it, because I thought, it's only got 10 views, nobody really cares. And I came back, and it's like almost on a million views this video now, so I was like, oh. But the cool thing about it is I built confidence, and confidence is everything. Now, one of the things I find in people who are like, um, followers of mine i like to call them family members because we call it like the most accepted family on youtube but one of the cool things about my family members is they always say like oh i want to i want to put a video i want to do something cool i'm a creative art person i want to make uh, paintings i want to put them out i'm like do it why wouldn't you and they say oh well, i just fear of being judged or fear of the fact that their, um, uh, uh, their ability set is from an artistic standpoint so they feel like oh i'm gonna get judged for putting this uh this, this thing out." And I say, just do it. Because when you do it, it builds confidence. The confidence makes you feel empowered, and it's awesome, and you feel like super, super pumped. And I always tell them to do this. This is an cool, and you can take this one at home with you as well. And uh, <laughs> every I get this question a lot, of, it's like, I've got um, an interview tomorrow, an autism assessment, or something tomorrow, and I, and I feel really bad about getting anxious. And I get anxious about everything. I get anxious about the mail coming to the door, So don't worry about that. But, you know, and these people like going for job interviews, so how can I be confident? And I say, you need to do the Superman pose. And when you do the superman pose, your brain says, this person is confident. So if you're ever feeling not confident, do the superman or superwoman, superperson, X person superpose, and then you'll feel awesome. Honestly, it's amazing. And, uh, and it works. It works so well. Just like smiling. If you're feeling down, just smile because it works. Um, but I have to force myself to smile because my facial uh, expressions don't match. what I'm thinking. My girlfriend's always like, why are you sad? Like, what? But anyway, we're not, we're not we're talking about my girlfriend here. Um, okay, so next slide. Let's do it. Is it working? Next slide. This click is so cool. Inspiration. Right. So, being inspired. So, um, coming to terms of an autism spectrum disorder, you go, oh, okay, so this is why I sucked at school. But it didn't suck at school. School sucked at me. Like, I was there and I was like, I can do this. But then school was just like, oh, uh, you know, it's 1998 or whatever. Ooh, what's autism? So it was kind of really difficult for me to find, uh, to think my i out of this kind of hole. So I was diagnosed. Officially with Asperger's Syndrome I was 26, so from like, I've had all kinds of diagnoses all the way through the years, you know, he you know, goes to this one, like, he's dyslexic, so he's ADHD, he's shy, or whatever. So uh, it was really fun to kind of get to the author's background zone, I was like, dang it. But I wanted to do something cool, I wanted to be inspired. So um, this is again why I turned to YouTube. I actually started making YouTube videos back in 2008, before they started uh, monetizing. Apart from it wasn't like a big thing back then, but it was big for videos, but not like, you know creative um, like entrepreneurs, if you like, so it wasn't that big. So, uh, YouTube drove me to be creative, and this inspired me to do more because with YouTube, I could have a voice that I didn't have anywhere else. You go down the street, we're like, Hey, this is Asperger's syndrome. Everyone's like, Shut up! You know, if you're on YouTube, and like, you type in a thing, like, Do you want to see some cool stuff about Asperger's syndrome? I was like, Yeah, Google it. and people come across it, and it's inspiring because you go, Wow. I can help educate people, help push people to do something cool or understand an autism spectrum disorder just by being empowered or, or inspired by, by YouTube, the platform itself. And, um, the other thing was focus. Now, this is interesting. So, in developing a superpower, if you have an autism spectrum disorder, or if you want to encourage somebody superpower who has an autism spectrum disorder, you need to encourage focus and focus or promote focus because, to me, it was like... I focused on stuff like I'm really into aliens and stuff like that. One of those weirdos. So I am really into aliens. And I was like, you know, fall asleep on my keyboard at two o'clock in the morning, I'm just googling stuff about aliens, and I love it. And um, one of it was like hyperfocus. And I never realized that this would come into play later on in life. When I actually applied this hyperfocus to my degree, I was able to actually actually do a degree. Okay, I did have adequate support from academic uh, support for disabled students, but the idea behind the concept of doing my exams, it was me, you know, on my own, doing this stuff. It was down to focus, focus is everything. A lot of people think that autistic people zone out. You heard this term, oh, he's zoned out. Because you walk down the street and then there's all of a sudden, there's a, I don't know, a tissue on the floor. Come on, Dan, And they're like, why is he zoned out? He's zoned out, he's in his own world. No, 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 he's zoned in, and he's in that world. Because I come across stuff on the floor, I'm like, whoa, how did this get here? What is this? How does it? What can I use it for? How can I take this apart? How can I make it something better than it already is? Where did it come from? Who put that there? What's it made out of? What if I could make that? And that's what my brain does all day, every day, constantly. And so when I hyper-focus on something, everyone's always like, come on, stop it. We've got to be staring in like an hour. Um, but no, it's, it's a good thing. Hyper-focus is a good thing. So promote hyper-focus and focus and attention to detail. And this is interesting. A lot of people will tell you that people with autism can't abstract things, but that's so what I do. I look at something and think, how can I take that apart? That's abstract I'm to think of So anyway, that was quite interesting. So inspiration, I take inspiration from a lot of things, for focus and YouTube, which is awesome, which is why I do what I do. So, and this is a cool graphic, I stole this, so hashtag don't sue me, Google. Um, you know, I just, it was cool, I just thought it was cool. Please don't tell anybody, nobody works for Google, do they? Oh, god for that. Right, where are we, autism superpower. Okay, so, this is another graphic I stole. Well, I stole two, I, I stuck these together myself. I took this one from Google and this one from Google, I put them together, put a bit sparkly bits on it. Well, I- Cool. Anyway, so, um, God, hot up here. Uh, where am I? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm losing track. I thought I was talking about my uh, Photoshop. Right, um, autism superpower. Right, so, autism superpower. It's the superpower because, um, I told myself to play about five or six dis- different instruments, right? I never touched instrument in my life on it. I was never really interested in music. And then one day, uh, this guy I know called Jake, he was like, oh, I need a bass player for this band And in high school. I was like, I'm gonna, I'll do it. And he was like, you know what I think about music? I'll do it. And my dad was a musician, I was, always looked up to him, I was like, cool. So I think it was guitar, I taught myself how to play guitar, because guitar, music is math, right? It's all about frequencies, and patterns, it's easy peasy. So I was just like, oh, I love math, I love music, buzz done it. So I did it, and I learned how to, learned how to play music. And then I, I was in a band, and when you hyper-focus on things, you're able to achieve those things. Again, hyper-focus on confidence. So it was only two things in that recipe, I had to hyper-focus on wanting to learn things, um, and the uh, the ability to, to have confidence to go, right, I'm going to get better and play music in front of loads of people. Or not, anyway, because most of the gigs I play there's like two men and a dog there, but like, you know, it, it's, uh, it's kind of cool, and it gives you this confidence, and when you have this confidence, you kind of get empowered, you like, I am the bass player. You know what I mean? It's like it's, you're no longer this weirdo in the street, you can't, can't think of kids, or the, you know, the kid that lines up all his toys and doesn't go to bed. You're this guy who plays music, and it's empowering, it's super empowering. So if you have somebody you know, or if you are somebody on the spectrum, who has a hyper-focus on something like love, Promote because it will build confidence and confidence is everything. Confidence is king in this scenario. So with my band, I was like, okay, look, this is an idea of hyperfocus. I applied the same rules I applied to my hyperfocus, the looking at things abstract, to ideas and principles of moving forward. And what I mean by this is, have you heard of like vision charts. People say, I made this vision board, it's fluffy and pink, it's like on Pinterest. And you think, yeah, okay, well, what is it? And People just use it as like a vision board, you know, it's not of a kitchen to look like. And that's just one thing. So I took it a step further. I've used what I know with vision boards to make a goals board and a vision of what can I do with my life. How can I propel myself forward with the things I love? So I was like, I want to CD out in Japan, right? My band's like, you know, this is band from Hollyhead and Anglesey. Never want to wrap it up. world. who was like, I want to CD out in Japan and I want it to chart. So how was I was going to do it? I made a vision board. I said, this is what I'm going to do. And when you do it, you align your focus with the things that you love and the things that you're passionate about you're hyper-focusing on those areas and you'll find a way. So I did it. So I, I I managed to find a record label in Japan, sent them a demo, they loved it, and then they signed the band and we came in at number five in the newcomers' charts in Japan and HMV and Tower Records, which is super dope. So if you go to Japan, and be like, hey, if you hit a straight Jacket Legend, someone's gonna go, yeah, I'll do at number five next to Blip and A2. And I'll be like, no, that's my band. Okay, over here, nobody cares. But still, in Japan, I love it. So again, that was an idea of hyper-focus and pushing focus to something that's really creative. I love it. Okay, so the second thing I did um, was I left school and no qualifications because everyone in school was like, ah, yeah, so you can just circle the tennis rackets in our exam. I was like, what? How's this math? So they just didn't know my learning style. I was annoying because, like, if they focused on what I knew or how I, my abilities, it could have, like, propelled me forward. So anyway, I went back and I did loads of uh, access courses and stuff like that. And I went back, so you do an access course, Start starts at the bottom, you know, and they put you right at the bottom, like, right, here you go, sir, write your name. It's like, oh, man, I can write my name, just about. But, you know, I, so I started at the bottom, write my name, and I came right away, but now I have a degree in chemistry. I'm an actual official scientist, Whoa. but, um, yeah, I did a degree in chemistry, which is crazy, and I didn't realize it when I was back on you know, this mission, that chemistry was the hardest bloody degree to do in the university, you know, like, you're doing chemistry? I was like, yeah, what was wrong with it? And they're like, what? But it's amazing, and I, I applied my focus to it. And when I applied my focus to it, I actually built tools. And this is something that I was just talking about to some other people earlier. For my dissertation, I did uh, computational physical chemistry. It sounds like a mouthful. And the thing I loved was molecular symmetry and group theory, uh, or point group theory. And what I did is I built a teaching tool for, for uh, computational physical chemistry in Minecraft. So anybody could go on Minecraft and be like, boom, I've just learned you know, physical chemistry in like 10 seconds. Cool as that? But again, it was hyper-focused. And I love I just fusing the things I love together. get um, Obviously, we know I wrote a book. Again, I was like dyslexic. No, what, if somebody told me about 10 years ago, Dan, you get have a best-selling book in the US and UK, I would be like, what? I can't even spell my own name, you know what I, mean? I had to write a book. But I did it, and I focused my thought, and I was like, oh, what, what can I do? And I loved, I was passionate about Star Wars, and I was like, how does Star Wars help me grow up with Asperger's syndrome? So I fused Asperger's syndrome with Star Wars together, and then it was like, hey, we have a book. And the publisher was like, love it. You know, publishers are like love it. Anyway, so we did it, and it was really fun. It was like they, they, they put it out. went down to London. We had dinner and stuff. You know, and it was headphones on. And... Anyway, but um, it was good. It was good fun. Uh, scary as heck going to London, though. But they were really good. The publisher were really nice, and they, they kind of like were really nice about um, you know the the, the autism awesome thing. So right, the last thing I'll talk about before we take some questions. Then we'll moving on, and then we'll probably wash a cow. But. Um, <laughs> It's building my YouTube channel. This is cool. So I did YouTube, I started YouTube, and I told you I put the video out, right, on the iPad, it was rubbish, and, like, and then got like, I don't know, 300,000 views, I was like, oh, people actually want to see more, it. So then built confidence, which is cool. So then I got to last year, And in November last year, I had 13,000 subscribers on YouTube channel. I thought I was like, yeah man, 13,000, this is awesome. And, uh, and I thought, and I was really too confident in it, right? the Confidence came too much, and I was like, dang it. But then people want to see more high quality, better concept content. And I was like, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna up my game? So I applied my hyper focus to creating cinematic cinematography. And I've never done cinematography. i did never done cinematography in my life. So I did, I learned and taught myself how to make cinematic uh, videos. And I showed some of you guys earlier um, some cinematic uh, videos that i would made. And I love it, now I'm obsessed with cinematography. And the second thing I did to, to push my channel over the edge, and I'll tell you where I got to today, um, is I studied this is really boring, but I love it. It's search engine optimization, SEO and LSI type content, which is how you optimize search engines to pick up your content. I love it. And YouTube works on an algorithm, an algorithmic change. And I studied the algorithm like some really super and I was sitting all night like, ah, oh, that's the word. I pulled it apart, pulled it apart, and I found out an amazing hack to hack YouTube to make it work in my favor. So now I get an average of 70 to 90% out of 100 SEO score on my videos, which is nuts. And today, or yesterday, actually last night, my channel hit 41,000 subscribers. And that's just since November. So my plan is to try and get 100,000 by uh, uh, December this year. And the reason for this, people's like, oh, he's just fame hungry, glamour, whatever. No, the reason for it is this. I want to change how the public services, uh, how people with and autism access public services, how they access shops, how they access like hospitals and stuff, because these places are not accommodating to people who the spectrum. Now, years ago, in like the 70s or the 50s or 30s, whatever, as far as you can go back, wheelchair access for wheelchair users was zero, and everyone was just be like, "Oh well, that's the so law. You've got a wheelchair, then that's your problem." But now, if you say that, you'd probably get prosecuted, and it's now illegal to not have wheelchair access in public services. So everyone cares about physical disability. Oh yes, they do, but nobody remembers about neurological neurodiverse issues or mental health issues. Nobody is aware of this—the fact that they need to adapt their place to accommodate these people. So I was like, how am I gonna get these people to listen to me? I'm like, hey, I'm down." I'm like, yes, so get in the back of the queue, you know what I mean? There's a million people, you know, campaigning for this, campaigning for that, constantly day up. day So I was like, how am I gonna do it? I thought, if I build an army of 100,000 strong people who are willing and able to actually move the, the paradigm shift with me, that will be amazing. So that is the goal of my channel. So that's what I'm doing. I'm building my channel to make 100,000 strong. I want only like you know, Uh, What is it now, 59,000 away from getting 100,000 strong, but you know um, the the idea is going to be that one day we will definitely push that barrier of 100,000 and I will make a campaign to take to these governing bodies and say this needs to stop and you need to actually take accountability of having access to your places for people with these conditions because if I don't speak out about it, he was going to speak out about it. There's loads of people doing it and the National Autistic Society are doing it to a certain degree but they're quite like just blase with it. And, and there's no offense to them. Or I just want to go in there and smash it. Like, come on, let's do it. We're going to do it. Get on, get on with it. Because that's what Sister said. we have got to do it in the process. You know, we do it little by little. It's like, no, we need to do it everything all at once to make sure these people listen. And that's just me. So, yeah, anyway, that was me and my presentation, down the Aspie World. And if you want to check me out, you can go to theaspieworld.com. Um, and it's spelled like, it's spelled like the Aspie World. Or you can just Google the Aspie World. You'll find my videos. Or you can type in Asperger's in. in Uh, YouTube and I'll come up as number one. Yes, baby. (laughs) Anyway, so I will take some questions. If anyone has any questions, I'll take them now before these people kick me off the stage. So, has anybody got any questions at all? No? We're good? Oh, yeah? Oh, wait. Microphone. I won't be able to hear you otherwise. Sorry. My supersonic hearing hasn't developed yet. (laughs) Despite what I've just told you. I'd just like to say, first of all, you just uh, show me the Male version of my daughter, Cara. Ah. You're incredible. Um, (laughs) She's on. Nice. Um, You talk about uh, hyper focus. Um, How do you encourage that in a child who's got partial uh, learning difficulty as well? It's finally the thing I'd say that would be the most, their, what is their main interest? So like, say a kid, so like, for instance, a parent said to me, oh, my kid's obsessed with Minecraft, right? He's on it all the time. And then she was like, oh, I don't want to be on it all the time, so take him off because it's damaging to be on computer games. And actually, computer games help develop all kinds of skills. And it's actually very encouragable. So I would say, no, that's the hyper-focus. You need to promote that. So it's whatever their super interest is. They must have an interest in something or have a specific kind of like franchise. Music. There you go. So it's that, the more that they can use it uh, to develop Because what they're doing is learning skills. It's not like we just sit there and, and passively watch things. I, I know this is anybody with an awesome spectrum disorder. Don't passively watch TV. I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV. I don't watch, I don't watch things because it's boring. It's not creative. It's, it's just, um, you know, it's recreational. It's something that's already done. It's recreating that. So if you do something that's creative, that's helping behind the focus. And to focus that creativity. So I'd say just focus on what what they actually like and, uh, and push, push more of it, really, and encourage it. The best way. But in, in a safe, healthy environment. I'm not trying to say like twenty four just in, in a healthy, and safe environment. Yeah. And we asked so many questions at all. Tom A lot a lot of the fields. It's a good question, actually. I, I mean, like as their main kind of push, I don't know if any of that if that's their main focus. I know that there's a few people, especially from Wales, um, I work with an advocate called Angie. Uh, from um, uh, she does a lot of work with Will from Autistic UK, uh, and um, they they are actually meeting with a lot of people in the government and the MPs, and the MPs are in support of it. But I don't know if it's their main focus. And then I guess that MPs have got a lot on their plate, so I'm yet to come across an MP that's just like, oh, this is my thing. Unless I stood myself, you know. Um, just saying, like there's, there's, a, there's a lot of people that are interested in it, but I, I don't know anybody who's just like that's his main focus. It also. Seems as if, unless you have the um, disability yourself, so, I think it's a pretty Well, problem. yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a big priority for me because I look at it daily, but for them, it's just like another thing on their to do list, isn't it? So that's why that happens, I guess. So, anyway, any more questions from anybody? Lady over here. Okay, yeah. uh, Yes, Hello. Uh, thank you so much for your amazing support and making this so clear. Cool. Oh. Um how about this he is really mad about YouTube. And I uh, just wonder, um how can you copy or what you copy when see like negative screen negative And um how how you copy do this day to day because it's amazing when you get a positive, but when you get like this, Life. Oh yeah. Yeah. And oh, all the time. Matt, get a channel for me, and I'm thinking, well, wow, I'm not sure what about, and I'm what? Thinking about. that. Oh well, first of all, there's an age restriction on YouTube. I don't know if you're familiar with it. There is an age restriction on that, and I think it's like 16 or might be 12 now. There is an age restriction on it for all these reasons: emotionally distressing when you have hate comments. But this is it. has come all the time. You get haters for everything you do. When you put yourself out on a public platform, you say, well, look, I'm leaving myself open to haters. Not everybody in my family loves me, <laughs> so I don't expect anybody on the internet to all love me. Now, the way I deal with it, and I think about this it, quite interesting, you know, like, so, hate is, um, I never use the word hate, so I don't like talking about it, I never use it since so it's got bad vibes. But, haters, instead of me, comments all the time, I like and I, I like their comments, I give, give their comments a thumbs up and I comment back because the thing is, when somebody's hating on you, it's not because you're a bad person because if the majority of people really like your content, and even if they don't, it's not that you're doing what you love and that's cool, but the hater also has an issue that they're dealing with, so obviously always about there's something going on with that person's life for them to go on in there and have a go with me because they don't know me from Adam, you know, and they go going on like, you suck, it's like, okay, but like, you know, it's not their fault, so I just go, well, okay, cheers, nice one. And I give him a thumbs up. I call it back to him, he's just like, okay, nice one, dab it you know? But the, the, the fun thing about it is that you have to kind of think, and I, and I learned this, I, I didn't know this, and my girlfriend said it to me. She's like, you have to know like, They, uh, I'm like, sorry, my girlfriend, by the way, she works in the field as well. She's works with uh, kids on the spectrum, day in, day out, and that's how she can stamp me. Um, and the, the, the interesting thing is that she said, look, there's something going on in those people's lives, so don't worry about it, because what, it doesn't affect you. It's their, their issue. It's not an issue for you. You know, your stuff's fine, I'm amazing. But, you know, their stuff is, is weird, yes, I know. Highly I mean, modest. Yeah. yeah, no worries. Any more questions? Anybody from the Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please share this with anybody and everyone who you think can get some benefit from it. And also, I know a bunch of you guys who haven't already subscribed to this podcast, but listen, so please go over and subscribe to it now so you don't miss an episode. Also, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at the Aspie World. The, T H E. Aspie, A-S-P-I-E, and then world, W-O-R-L-D, so the Aspie world. All right, guys. Thanks.